Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. If you have your Bible with you, if you have your Bible, let's hold it up and uh, let's say this today. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today, I receive the Word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient, and I will never be the same again. Amen. Father, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we don't just come to church for religion, but we come to experience your presence, and your presence is here today. Now, Lord, as we look into your word, I just pray that you will do what I can't do, and you bring the clarity of the word, Lord. I I can say the words, Lord, but you have to bring the anointing, and help me to say exactly what you want me to say today. Give us clarity. Give us uh, Uh, understanding today and Holy Spirit we thank you in advance for what only you can do in your name well the question I'd have for you this week is did you make a difference in anybody's life you know it'd be a sad if we would say that we're a Christ follower and we live an entire week and we never make a difference in anybody else's life the theme verse for this series make a difference that we've been looking at is there in your notes and it's the first one would you read it with me this morning God has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Uh, Good deeds. He wants us to make a difference. But I can't make a difference in somebody else's life if there's not a difference in my life to make a difference. Does that make sense? So as we're beginning a new year, we're saying we want to be sure that we use our life this year to make a difference in somebody's life. So how do we do that? Sometimes people make New Year's resolutions. Sometimes people say, well, I'm going to do this big thing or I'm going to do that big thing. But what I really realize is that we need to be consistent. It's there in your notes. We need to be consistent with the little things in our lives so that over time they will have a huge impact on others. It's not that one day you wake up and presto change you're in this super person or uh, you know you go to the gym one day and the next day you walk in and you look like Arnold no it's not that it's the it's the continual thing doing the little things so last week we said this also read it with me it's often the small things done faithfully that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants A lot of people say, well, I want to be like you, or I want to have that financial security, or I want that, but they're not willing to do the little things. So last week, I said instead of a New Year's resolution, I want you to pick one word, pray and ask God to give you one word that will be your motivation for the rest of this year. How many of you did that? You you got your one word. Okay, those of you who couldn't raise your hand, let me give you your word. Your word is procrastination. Because we said we have to have a predominant thought to keep us moving. We said last week that your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your character, that's really who you are, and your character is what makes a difference. 
So today we want to talk about that first one. We want to talk about the thoughts we have, the pictures in our head. Uh, Song and Proverbs 23 and 7, it says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As I think in my inner being, that's, that's how, it's, how it is. If I, uh, if I think I can't, I can't. If I think I can, I can't. If I do the right things, it's all in the process. If you wake up every day and say, oh, this is going to be another bummer of a, day, or of, a day, of a day, or you wake up and say, you know what? I believe with the Lord's help, this is going to be a great day. A scientist by the name of Lynn McTaggart says this. It's on the screen. The next couple of things, you may want to take a screenshot of this because it's worth knowing. She said, a thought is not only a thing. A thought is a thing that influences other things. A thought is not only a thing, but a thought is a thing that influences other things. The scripture says, as I think in my heart, it's going to influence me. My thoughts will become my words. Dr. Caroline Leaf, who has been here before at the Father's House in some of the ladies' meetings, in one of her latest books called Think, Learn, and Succeed, a book I would really recommend you to read, she said, whatever you think about the most will grow. If you're thinking about something daily, within approximately two months, your brain has changed to accommodate this pattern of thoughts. Think about that. If you start today with that thought, that, that word, and that word becomes a thought, and you work on that every day for two months, then your life begins to move in the direction. Our life moves in the direction of our thoughts. Let me, uh, uh, let me show you something. Would you just lay down your notes just for a minute and take your hand and put it out in front of you like this? Would you do that? Just put your hand out in front of you. Now, would you just, would you just close your eyes? Go ahead and just cooperate. Don't fall asleep. Just close your eyes. Now, would you just uh, see in your hand there a nice, big, juicy lemon? I mean, it's a big, big, ripe lemon. Now, would you just pull that lemon up to your nose and take a smell of it? Just smell. Just take a smell. Now, would you bite into that lemon and just begin chewing the inside of that lemon? Would you do that right now? Now, if you did that right, I'll tell you what happened. Immediately, there was an increase in saliva that happened in your mouth because the picture that you had in your mind. Not that you had that, but it was a picture in your mind. And so you're thinking, man, now I'm really hungry. I've been fasting, and now I'm going to eat a lemon. It's giving me all this saliva. But you see, it's that picture in your mind then that affects the rest of your body. So number one today, here's what I'm going to encourage us to do. As we leave today, I want us to think about our thoughts. Think about our thoughts. Because not every thought that comes through your mind should you allow to keep there, right? Negative thoughts, negative thoughts can't produce a positive life. Negative thoughts can't produce a positive life. Proverbs 4 and 23 says this. Would you read it with me? Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. We need a checkpoint in our mind. Some of us had words spoken over us years ago. You'll never be anything. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never find anybody who wants to marry you. You're a failure. You're, you'll never succeed. And so those words may not be true, but if you've allowed them into your mind and you've accepted them and you, you uh, meditate on them, then those thoughts begin to direct our life. 
Norman Vincent Peale said, What the mind can conceive and believe and the heart desires you can achieve. Here's what you need to write down in the next line. My life will always move in the direction of my strongest thought. Thoughts. My mind, my life will always move in the direction of my strongest thoughts. So if your thoughts are not after God, then you're not moving towards God. And listen, we can have this 21 days of fasting. You could do whatever level of fasting that you're doing. But then afterwards, if your thoughts haven't changed, you're going to go back the same way. And next year when we get around and say, let's do a fast, you'll say, man, I'm going to have to fast about the same things over and over and over. Why? Because we don't change our thoughts. I'm going to give you a thought test today. Don't fill this out until I sort of explain each one of the things that are here. But I'd like for you to think about your life this week. Your life this week. So there in your handout, if this week, uh, maybe you spend a lot of time worrying, worrying about your kids, worrying about your finances, worrying about life, worried about what's going to go on in the world, or maybe uh, this week you were very peaceful. Peaceful, not that nothing happens wrong in your life, but when bad things happen in your life, you don't, you don't just freak out, but you say, well, this is not good, but I'm believing because God is with me that everything is going to be all right. So, where would you be on that scale? Be honest. This is, you don't turn in your notes. Nobody else is going to look. But do you tend to be more worried on that scale? Or are you a person that's very peaceful? That God's got it all that's going to take care of it. To thine own self be true. Liars will be friars. Right? <laughs> if you can't be honest with yourself... Nobody else can help you. If you can't be honest with yourself, I can't help you. I'm just a babbling brook. That, that's all I am. I'm just a gong symbol because I can't help you unless you recognize where you really are in the process of your thoughts. Let's look at the next one. Do you tend this week, have you been more negative? <clears throat> I mean, some of you feel like that negativity is a spiritual gift. I mean, you have the ability to see the wrong in everything. And uh, you say, oh, no, that's just who I am. That's just my... No, just be honest. You're a negative person. You're a negative person. Or are you a person that says, you know, I'm, I'm more positive. I see the, the glass, you know, half full, not half empty. I'm just that kind of a person. Um, you know, you walk in the church today, and instead of seeing everything that wasn't right, you start saying, oh, wow, well, that was good, and this is good, and that's good. Or when you meet somebody... Uh, you don't immediately pick them apart for the things that are not right, but you begin to see things in them. So go ahead. To thy own self be true. The Holy Spirit is looking over your shoulder. Are you more negative or are you more positive? And then the next category is worldly versus eternal. Worldly, by that I don't mean that you're a total heathen. You know, you say I'm here today. But I'm saying with worldly thoughts, you, you think more about your car you think about your house, you think about the money that you're making, you're thinking about that uh, duck bill selfie that you took, if anybody's going to love it. Is that the most weird thing you've ever seen in your life? People do these things and take a selfie. I mean, I'd like to know the history of that. A lot of thoughts came in my mind that are probably not good thoughts. But I, but I wonder, so we, we worry about, did we wake up, did somebody like that, that I, what I posted? 
So we're all concerned, and, and we're, it's not wrong to have things, and it's not wrong to love the things that you have, but on the other aspect, there's the eternal aspect. When I wake up in the morning, I wake up with a thought something like this, wow, this is a day that the Lord's made. Man, I, I can make a difference in somebody's life today. I want to use my life for his glory. So when you look at that, are you more worldly or are you more eternal in your thoughts? Just go ahead and circle whichever one that is there. Because we need to think about our thoughts. Paul, I guess that's why that the Lord uh, moved on Paul's heart to write in Romans 12 and 2, which is on the back of our vision bracelet that you have uh, that we gave everyone last week. If you weren't here, as you go out the front door, you can pick up another one. On the inside is the verse, Romans 12 and 2, that simply says this. Would you read it with me? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? By what? changing the way you think you think no no I think it should be like a Holy Ghost revival I I think it should be like goosebumps running up and down I think it should be no he says changing the way that you think then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect change the way you think look at your neighbor and say that's what you need to do change the way that you think if you want to see some different results listen to me this is January how many Januaries have you faced and you've made New Year's resolutions? You said, this year I'm going to do this. And January comes, it's like at the gym. You know, the first few weeks at the gym, you have to park a block away to get in the gym. But let it be like two weeks later and you can have an upfront parking place. Why? You know, that's what it is. Uh, we're going to eat healthy and let, let three or four commercials come on TV and you change the whole thing. Or this year we're going to start off by financially being secure. We're not going to spend more than we take in. And then those big sales come, you know, first of the year. And then you get back in the same habit. But what about this year? What about this year if you can say I, things are going to change this year? And they're not going to change with something big. They're going to change with my thoughts because the Bible said that my life can change if I change the direction of my thoughts. So how do I change the way that I think? Here it is. This is the next fill-in. Capture your thought lies. Capture your thought lies. Just because the enemy tells you a lie doesn't mean that you have to receive it. Uh, Paul said, for the weapons... For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And read this, read this last part of the sentence with me. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. He doesn't say, Holy Spirit, please capture my thoughts and make them right. He says, no. It's the little things that you do faithfully, consistently, that's going to make a difference. What is that? I'm going to, I'm going to change my thoughts. The thought comes in, you're, you're nothing, you'll, you'll never make it. No, no, that's not true. If Christ lives in me, how can I be a nothing? How can I be a nothing? But it says that we, we don't fight like the world has fights, but we have divine power. See that word power? That's the word dunamis, from which we get dynamite. 
It just means an explosive power of God to do away with strongholds, to do away with lies. The word stronghold there is the word ocheroma, which means a prisoner locked by deception. A prisoner locked by deception. That just simply means, pretend, see this picture, an old castle, and there's a, there's a prison cell in there, and somebody puts you in there, and they walk around, and they walk out, and they pretend to lock the door, and so there you are locked. But if you went over and if you push the door, it's not locked, and you can get out. So here's what the Holy Spirit is saying through this passage. You don't, you're not locked in by those lies that have been told to you for years, but he's given us a divine power to make a difference with our life. What's the enemy's greatest weapon? He's called the father of what? So what lie has he been telling you? Oh, I'm, I, I can't make a difference. I'm no good. I'm a screw-up. I'll never amount to anything. I'll never get married. I'm divorced, and I've got kids, and I'm old now. Nobody would ever want to marry me. No, no, no. We have to take those thoughts and make them obedient to the Lord. The truth is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of my testimony. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And he said, I have good thoughts about you you not thoughts of evil but good thoughts so I take that lie and I say I'm not going to receive that lie this is what God's Word says and so I think on that the second thing is we have to focus our thoughts on truth focus our thoughts on truth you see you have to do something to, to replace that lie you can't walk in a room that's dark and say I curse you darkness you can shake your fist at darkness. You can speak in tongues at darkness. But guess what? Darkness is still there. But if you walk across the room, flip the light switch, darkness disappears. So you see, it's not enough just to realize there's a lie that's been holding me back, but now I need to replace that lie with the truth. I need to turn the word, the light on to replace that. So Paul says in Philippians 4, 8 and 9, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Read it with me. Fix your thoughts. Now, he's in prison. Don't you think he would say, fix your thoughts on how bad things are. Fix your thoughts on how tough you have. But watch what he says. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, then the God of peace will be with you. Some of you today are one thought away from having a total, completely changed life. One thought. One thought. You know, there's a big difference in a buzzard and a hummingbird. A buzzard is always flying around looking for what? Something dead, right? But a hummingbird is always flying around looking for something to eat, for nectar. So how do, how do I do that? How, how do I, instead of always looking for the bad, how do I begin to reprocess my mind to think about the good things? How do I do that? Well, maybe the first thing in the morning when you wake up, instead of checking your phone to see how many posts that you have and how many people that liked your duck bill selfie that you took yesterday, 
how about, I mean, and, and, I, and we laugh because we all feel, oh, see, I, how did he know? How did he know? And, and so we, we, we do that. You see, some of us remember the time before cell phones. And you didn't wake up and have to look over and roll and look at that. You looked over and rolled and saw the person you were married at and said, I hope they brush their teeth quick, all right? But how do I change that? How do I, how do I take away something that's negative and how do I begin to look for something that's sweet? Well, maybe the first thing in the morning, instead of, uh, instead of looking for my phone or, or groaning, I just pray a prayer like this. God, thank you for this day. It's going to be, this day is a gift from you. My gift is to give you back my life. Use me this week, today, for whatever you want to do to make a difference. Help me to be sensitive today to the Holy Spirit. God, let me see you where you're working. Guide my words, guard my thoughts, create my actions to bring glory to you. God, I give you permission to interrupt me all throughout the day. Help me to see where you're working and I'll join in on you. And then when you get in your car and you get ready to go to work or you're getting ready to go to the gym, instead of playing that uh, music that you've always played before, what about putting a little praise and worship on? What about having nothing on and just spending some time and just saying, Lord, I love you, or singing yourself, making up a song, writing a song? Or maybe listening to last week's podcast so you can get that teaching more down into your mind. And then when good things happen during the day, you won't say, wow, that's really interesting. Something good happened to me today. No, because your thoughts have been directed to him early in the morning, you'll say, oh man, thank you, Lord, for bringing favor into my life, for blessing me in this way. It's so, so good. In my daily confessions, I've got written at the top of mine for this year, remind myself that it's going to be a good day, a good day. And so every day I wake up, and it's going to be a good day today. Whatever comes my way with God in my life, it's going to be a good day. So I'm just saying, you were one thought away. Now, last week I said, what's your one word? I shared with you last week the word that the Lord gave me is the word endurance. I need to finish things that I start and be more consistent in that. And then I said, we need a scripture verse to go along with that. And I shared with you my scripture was James 1 and 4. Then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So I'm sure most of you, it's 10.02, let's pray our prayer that the Lord said we need to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send labors. And so we do that here at the Father's house at 10.02 a.m. and 10.02 p.m. every day. And out in the foyer, there's a little note card that has the prayer that we pray. Here's our prayer. Can we pray it together? Lord, you ask us in Luke 10 and 2 to first pray earnestly for workers into your harvest so that at 10.02 a.m. and p.m., we pray that you would stir your people's hearts and open your people's eyes to the need of reaching the lost. Send out workers for the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you're doing that. That wasn't a fad. That's something that we continually, continually do this year because the harvest is great and the workers are few. So I don't know what your word. Tell your neighbor what your word is. Would you do that? Just share them what your word was. You know, what was your word? And... Uh, and I know you picked out a verse for that, but here's today. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing that we're going to do this, this week. So we have one word. 
Now, this week, we're going to pray and ask God to give us one thought, one thought that will help us to live that one word, that one thought. So, so I said my word is endurance. I gave you my scripture. So here's my one thought. I have the strength. I have the strength of God to accomplish and finish everything he's called me to do. So I read the verse, I think the word, and now I think the thoughts. I'm changing my thoughts to be the motivator for that word. So be sure you do that this week, because next week we're going to take that one step farther. So if you get two weeks behind, it's going to be hard to catch up. So, so do that. Maybe you say, you know what, I, uh, my word is selfless. I've been a very selfish person, but I need to be selfless. Well, here's, here's your thought. Less of me and more of him. Wouldn't that be great when I did? Less of me and more of him. Or maybe you say, you know what? My word is generous because I've really been stingy. Well, then your thought could be, I'm a generous person. Or it's more blessed to give than to receive. Or maybe your word is committed because your marriage is shaky. And uh, you've even thought about divorce. And you thought, well, I, I, just, I just really, what's the one word? And the Lord says, committed, committed. But what you gave your heart to, you're, you're committed to that. So maybe your word is, I will love him or I will love her as Christ told me to do. Wow. That puts a whole thing on that. I will serve them as Christ told me to serve. So what's your one thought? What is your one thought? That's the, that's the goes in that fill in there. And the verse that says, may all your thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. We're talking about thoughts. Now, you can take notes. I can help you in this series. But unless you do the work, this January, next January is going to be the same thing. You're going to be back the same thing. May, you're going to be struggling with the same thing. But I'm telling you, if we do this, if we understand the power that God has within us, that we can make a difference. And it starts as we surrender our thoughts and take them captive to him. So would you close your eyes and just, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Would you pray this prayer with me? I will not copy the customs and the behaviors of this world. But I will let God transform me by changing the way I think. Then I'll know God's will for me. Because I do not fight with weapons of this world, but my weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. I will take every thought captive, and I will make it obedient to Christ. Because I fix my thoughts on what is pure and admirable, if there's anything excellent or worthy of praise, I'm going to think on such things. And I believe the God of peace will be with me. Because as I think in my heart, I can become. You say, oh, Terry, that's too easy. How could one thought make a big difference? Listen, you tried a lot of other things. How about trying this? How about trying what the Word says? And next week, we're going to take that a little deeper. We'll talk about not only our thoughts, but we'll talk about our words. You don't want to miss next week, because I'm going to give you some daily confessions that you can confess over yourself, things that are true, not fluff, not fluff, but things that are true from God's Word. 
Let me pray for you this morning. Would you close your eyes? Father, I pray right now that you would help each of us to make a difference by starting with a difference in our own life. That this January is not going to be like all the other Januaries. But this January, Lord, we're focusing on that one word, that one area, that one thing that you want me to be focused on. That one thing, what is that? And now, Lord, we're going to add one thought to that. One thought that's going to help me in that area. And so, Lord, we just ask you, as every head is bowed and every eye is still closed, I, I also want to give an invitation today to those of you that may be here and you know, you've gone to church. You know about God. You know about Jesus. But you've never personally invited him into your heart and into your life. Scripture says, John three sixteen that God so loved us that he gave us his only son that he could die for us, for our sins. You see, he loves you so much. God created you that you would have a relationship with him. He wants to give you an eternity with him. He wants to give you a day-by-day -day walk with him. And you say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that. And one day, one day, you know, I, I just, my life is in such a mess. Just a, if, if I can just straighten out a few things, if I can get a few things working in my life, then, uh, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll come to Jesus. No, we never can. How much good do you have to do? How many things do you have to turn over? To get right with him you see if you could do it by yourself then it would have been senseless for Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and my sins that's not a fable that's not just a Bible story but that's something that happened because it's so real because God wants you to have a place with him but he can't look upon sin and so he sent his son Jesus to pay the penalty for your sins and right now I know there's some of you that you don't even understand what's going on, but it's like a, a magnet. To, you're just sort of being drawn to Jesus. It's just a thought that I, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I need to surrender my life to him. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and I'm going to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm going to pray with you. The greatest thing that can happen in your life today is that you leave out of this building today knowing that your sins are forgiven, that your past is forgiven that the present is full of the presence of the Lord and your future is a hopeful place with him now as this church is silently praying maybe you're here today and you say you know years ago I was on track with God but I've kind of gone away from him but today you say you know what I want to rededicate my life to him maybe for the first time or maybe just rededicate today so as the Holy Spirit is drawing you this morning doing what only he can do. I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand and make eye contact with me and say, that's me, Terry. That's me. I need to make that decision today. I need to make that decision today to invite Jesus into my heart and into my life. Thank you. Others today that would say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Others today, thank you. Others today that would say, that's me. I want to invite Jesus into my heart and into my life. As best as I know how, I, I, just, I, just, I just feel him drawing me this morning. And maybe that's you watching online. I'm going to ask you right there where you're, where you're standing to pray with us in just a minute as I, as I lead you in this prayer. So maybe you raised your hand or maybe you, 
didn't raise your hand today, but you know, you say, you know what? This is the day that I want to come to Jesus and surrender my life to him. So let me lead you in a prayer. I can lead you in a prayer. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender your heart. Would you pray this prayer? This is a prayer that nobody should ever have to pray alone, but let's pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life, and to be my Lord and Savior. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. But on the third day, you rose from death. And because you rose from death, I can have new life. As best as I know how, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.